Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. DFS, let's roll. And yeah, I know there's baseball tonight, but we got some baseball bets for you. We don't have any baseball uh, DFS. Maybe Ricky Sanders will throw something at us, but I promised him we're talking about NFL football. And we're fired up uh, for NFL football. Hey, like I said, we got a better chance of uh, hitting the millionaire maker than you do the uh, the Powerball, don't you? I see right now. Ooh, some uh, some big big uh, big tournaments going on over DraftKings. Seven hundred and ninety-two thousand people. <laughs> Already one hundred and ninety thousand entries and won five million dollar grand prizes. In the millionaire maker, let's break it down and talk some NFL pricing uh, right now because I don't think it's uh, it's out of order, uh, Ricky, for us to talk NFL football two days before the season starts. How you doing, brother? Doing well. No, definitely not early enough. We've been talking about it for months, so it's about time to put our plan into action. Yeah, no, it really is, and start start to look at these um, start to look at these football games right now. So, um. Any any takeaways? First off, you're a Bears guy, so um, how how you feeling about fleecing the Raiders and uh, getting Khalil Mack? <laughs> well, anytime you got to pay 141 million for the fleece uh, and two draft not, picks, you know, two two first rounders, yeah, exactly. But it, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't feeling good about the trade. I mean, you, you, if you look at the Bears' first round picks for the last like eight years, uh, you got guys like Gabe Karimi in there and a bunch of flops. So. I mean, with the way they draft, just give me the proven all-star. So looking looking at the quarterback, and I'm looking at DraftKings right now, Ricky. And, of course, Ricky, uh, with now with the Daily Roto crew, things come full circle. He's returned home. And uh, if you want to succeed, check out DailyRoto.com and all the experts. I'm just a loudmouth. These guys are the experts. Um, I'm looking at the quarterback pricing, and it seems like everyone's pretty affordable, actually, in week one. So it really comes down to... To to, to um, who you know who do you want to take? Tom Brady's the most expensive guy at seventy two hundred dollars. Cam Newton sixty nine hundred. Uh, Drew Brees six thousand eight hundred. The guy that sort of catches my eye right now, and I'm just sort of kicking the tires on this for the first time with you here, Ricky, is Deshaun Watson at sixty seven hundred dollars. Who are some of the quarterbacks that you've isolated this week that uh, you have highly projected? Yeah, I think Watson is is not at the top of the list, very near. Uh, we on Daily Roto have him projected as a top two overall value at the position, and it's a lot to do with his legs. I mean, 20% of the market share for rushing is going to come from Deshaun Watson is what we think. So uh, he has the potential to beat you with his legs, and there's a really high total in this game. I believe it's the second highest to only that Tampa Bay-New Orleans game. And you just look at these two offenses, and it just feels like a game that they're going to go back and forth. Uh, I know the pass rushers are now healthy on Houston, but Tom Brady's Tom Brady, and he's still got Gronkowski. He's still got those weapons out of the backfield. He's, I mean, even with 
Julian Edelman suspended. He's got Chris Hogan, who they're supposedly moving all over the field. So I do think this has the makings of a game that's going to go back and forth, but it's also one that's going to be very heavily owned. And I wonder if some of these other games, I mean, I think Tampa Bay, New Orleans is going to get ownership too, because they're the highest projected game. Uh, You know, the Saints are favored. So Breeze is going to be up there, but Fitzpatrick at 5,000 makes a bit of sense to me. But if you're going elsewhere, like well, he's the really- king. He's the king of garbage. You know, quote, not quote unquote garbage time. But you know, as being a Bills fan, as I know, we were talking about last year. Remember the game last year when Tampa was getting her ass kicked by Arizona, and, and Fitz came in, threw a bunch of touchdowns. They backdoor covered. So you're right. You got to believe that they will be playing from behind, right? So Fitzpatrick might throw a couple of picks, but he, you know, he could throw for three touchdowns as well. Oh, no question, and I think they've got some explosive receivers. Like, Mike Evans had a tough time against this very solid secondary last year, um, but they've got guys like Godwin now. you got the double tight ends, and I think they're going to struggle to run the ball just because of the personnel that they have there. So I do think in terms of attempts and game flow, like, it does profile really well, especially for a guy at about minimum price on DraftKings. So, yeah, I mean, if you're looking to spend elsewhere – you know, quarterbacks, if they're not running especially, like there's only so high that their upside can stretch, whereas if you, you know, you guess correctly with these pass catchers, um, I mean, they have upsides of 200 yards, 200, or 200 yards and two TDs, which you just don't have. I mean, the range of outcomes for quarterbacks, we're talking, you know, 15 to 30 fantasy points, and there yeah. are guys that can single-handedly get you in the money at the other positions. So you mentioned, I didn't mean to cut you off, so you mentioned, i got to get better headphones. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady. They're going to be heavily owned. And then, obviously, Drew Brees is going to be heavily owned as well. Let's take a look at some of, you know, some of the drop in prices here. What, what are you expecting from Kirk? Is Kirk Cousins going to be a big – is he going to be a big fantasy quarterback this year? I would imagine he would. I took him in one of my leagues. He's got nice weapons. He can drop the ball off to Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. You just mentioned Phillip Rivers at $6,400. And it seems to me that the Chiefs are going to be playing in some high-scoring football games too. Like from a betting perspective, I like this game to go over. As you mentioned, you know, you got the Pats game is 50-and-a-half with the Texans. Um, the Buccaneers and the Saints, 49-and-a-half. This one's like 47 and a half, 48, but I actually, my projections have this game a little higher score. It wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers-Chiefs game turned into a real track meet, too. Yeah, I was going to say Phillip Rivers, to me, makes a ton of sense, and I think there's at least going to be four quarterbacks with more ownership, especially if we're looking at DraftKings. Uh, it's those games with the high totals. I think a lot of people are going to be on them, and honestly, I understand it, especially uh, from the Saints' perspective, because their offense is so concentrated right now. Like, uh, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas are the focus of Drew Brees almost in total. So, I mean, I, I understand, you know, going that route, especially if you're stacking because it makes so much sense. But, like, a lot of Phil Rivers' attention is with Keenan Allen, too. So, like, we know where the football is going there. And if you watch this Kansas City defense in preseason, uh, I believe it was the third week with the Bears having their second offense against their first-string defense just marched up and down the field. I know – People will use the excuse all as vanilla defenses, but this unit does not look like it's going to be any good. And I still have faith in Philip Rivers, who just almost always whole hums his way into the top twelve of, of fantasy quarterbacks. <laughs> no know. one gives him credit. I see Mike Williams, thirty nine hundred dollars, kid out of Clemson, didn't play last year. Um, great, great, great preseason. You know, great, you know, look great in, in camp, look great in practice. Let's look really good and solid in the preseason games. $3,900. Is 
Is it week one? Are you willing to roll the dice with anybody? Or are there enough big names and sort of proven commodities that you don't have to? I mean, I like rolling the dice on the young players early to kind of get ahead of the curve. If you're looking at our projections, we're a little bit colder on him uh, than you're kind of leading on. We have him fourth amongst the receivers in market share of targets, just 9.9, which is a really low number. Yeah, uh, but if he's as talented as, but it could be in the red zone, right? He could he could come down with him in, in the red zone. That's the whole thing, and, and specifically in the end exactly. zone. Exactly, and the quality of targets will be there, especially because I mean the tight end situation. That's where Rivers usually looks. Uh, I think Eckler and Gordon will probably get some red zone targets. But yeah, if you're looking at the size of these receivers, I mean I think this is the guy who it makes sense with. So. Uh, if we're under the, you know, we under project the market share of targets. Uh, I mean, if you just crank that up a little bit, he starts to become uh, near a, an even value or even positive. So if you have, you know, an inclination with him, I'm completely fine with that. And like I mentioned, this defense is a mess. All right, looking at the running backs, we're in conversation with Ricky Sanders, uh, DailyRoto.com. Ricky Sanders, we don't know the Le'Veon Bell situation. Uh, I personally don't think he's going to show up. I think he's really, I think he really wants to piss them off and he'll wait the four weeks. I agree. And, and, yeah. So I didn't draft him. I stayed away. Saki Ricky, if he's gone this far, he's, he's in. I, I don't think he's just going to show up in, in the next two days. Maybe one of his teammates calls him and a couple of the guys get on him, but even they won't. They know it's a business. So you get David Johnson at 8'8, eight, eight, Kamara's at 8'5, Elliot at 7'7 seven, seven, going into to Carolina. Fournette at seven one, and it's interesting. I don't know what the Giants' defense is going to be like. Is it going to be better? Is it going to be soft still? Kareem Hunt six nine. It's funny. Hunt and Gordon are both in the same price range at six nine and six eight. Saquon Barkley's got a hell of a, a task in his first game against this Jags defense. And then we got yep. my boy McCaffrey, who I took in a draft last night. I'm high on McCaffrey. Sixty four. You got Dalvin Cook at sixty two. Is this? Is it? Kamara or Johnson or Elliott, are any of these guys must plays or are we shopping for value with the running back position as well, like the quarterback position? Well, there's multiple different ways you could go here. I think Johnson's my favorite of the bunch. Uh, We really are high on him. I mean, a 77% of the market share of rushing is the highest of any back we have projected. That includes Zeke, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, guys you think of as you know, huge guys in terms of touches, especially Fournette. I mean, he was 23 touches alone uh, last year. But, I mean, David Johnson, for those who forgot, uh, is an absolute beast and playmaker. We have him for almost 83% of the market share of rushing touchdowns. Uh, we have him for a high percentage of, the, of receptions, 16.7% of the market share of receiving touchdowns. I mean, you look at their pass catchers, uh, Christian Kirk's kind of shot up, you know, the their – totem pole at the pass catching this offseason and I mean Ricky Seals Jones is supposed to have a role but I still think it's going to be a heavy dose of David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald so I mean just the numbers alone you look at him 77% of the market share of rushing compared to we've got Camara around 50 that's a huge number I mean 25 percentage points could be you know uh, five to ten touches which could make all the difference in cash games. Um, so as far as the, the mid-tier running backs, anybody catch your eye? Derrick Henry's $5,400. Um, you know, Kenyon Drake's 59 Mixon. Dalvin Cook, 62 I mentioned McCaffrey. Any, uh, Saquon Barkley, 67 I can't imagine you would like him against Jacksonville, but uh, any of these mid-tier running backs, what's your opinion on them? 
Yeah, depending on where you're going with the pricing tier. I mean, you kind of talked about Christian McCaffrey. There's just so much pass-catching upside there on a site like DraftKings that does PPR uh, that he is really difficult to overlook. Uh, we talked about you know how bad this KC defense is. I think Melvin Gordon profiles well to us. But assuming the knee is fine, which there was a scare this offseason, I think Rex Burkhead is going to be a popular option. Um, but I don't know if he's going to be as popular as we feel he's going to be because he's got that issue with his knee. And I think some may be scared to, to deploy him. Uh, but if you're going to use Tom Brady, for him to hit his ceiling, if we're talking tournaments, you need multiple targets to go off here because – you know, a 300-yard, two-touchdown game from Brady is not going to get it done. If he is going to win you a million dollars on either site, you're going to need something like 350 and four touchdowns. And obviously, if you get that, uh, there will be pass catchers on the other side. So I think Gronkowski is going to be popular, but Burkhead is going to be really busy. They're already talking about him as a weapon early on. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be incredibly contrarian, but, I mean, it's just a great price tag at 4200 and I know that he's got he's got the questionable mark next to him, but it seems that he's been participating uh, in in the drills this year. So let's jump into the wide receiver position with Le'Veon Bell out. Does this does this mean that Antonio Brown just continues to be a target machine here? Yeah, I mean, I think it has to. I think it adds to the Juju Smith Schuster uh, potential targets here. Yeah, uh, yep. but we actually, I mean, on a per dollar basis, Antonio Brown is certainly up there for us. Uh, but Michael Thomas is our guy. I mean, this is a guy who we think is going to, you know, have as much of the market share as Antonio Brown, essentially. I mean, we're talking percentage points here. 32.3% for the receiving TDs for Brown, 31.5% for Michael Thomas. And, I mean, early on, uh, with, you know, a back that they're going to attempt to pound, like Mike Gillisley, who, I mean, he couldn't even get it done with the Patriots. Uh, it, they may throw the ball more than we think. I mean, Tamara's busy in the passing game, and we know Michael Thomas is always busy against a team whose secondary is not great. I mean, Vernon Hargraves was in the bottom 12 of uh, yards allowed per snap last season. So I think Michael Thomas is the guy here. Even I think with, he's ready to break uh, out, Ricky. You know, you look at his, you look at his yeah. numbers last year, 119 receptions on 171 targets, and it was a little frustrating. I own him in a million leagues, and, you know, there's seven touchdowns. But I brought it up. In year one... He had Brandon Cooks on the other side. And they really basically realized, all right, this kid's so good. We'll let, you know, we'll let Cooks go here. And Thomas will become the man. It's tough, Ricky, as you know. So last year was Michael Thomas's first year dealing with double teams and being that number one wide receiver. Yet he still hauled in 119 balls. And we've often seen that year three is when these stud wide receivers really, really break out and become star players. So... Yeah, you know, the touchdowns really weren't there as much as I would have liked last year, but him catching oh, 119 on. balls, right? Do you remember that game last year? We had three scores called back all the same I know, game. I know, I <laughs> know. So, I mean, I know everyone gets things called back, but that game sticks out in my mind as like, okay, sure, he only scored seven, but he obviously has the potential to score more. No, he's a stud. I like him. I drafted him. I draft him. I actually have a team of uh, D. Thomas and M. Thomas, Demarius Thomas and Michael Thomas. Uh, wide receiver. I've got Demarius a little bit later uh, in there. Okay, so um, we only got two minutes uh, here, Ricky, unless you got time to you know, hang on the other break, but I told you one segment, so I don't want to keep it too long. Um, tight ends. Is there a must-go-to? Is, is Gronk a must at $6,900? I think a lot of people are going to be on Gronk, which gives you – there's value in pivoting off of him. I really like this matchup for Jack Doyle. 
because Cincinnati yep. has one of the best young corners in all of football, honestly, uh, in William Jackson the third, and I think he's going to be shadowing. I mean, if you look back to their defensive coordinator, was the coordinator for Detroit last year, uh, he shadowed in 10 weeks, and Hilton's really the only threat here. And Andrew Luck's dealing with a sore shoulder, so I think he really uh, can only throw in the short field as is. So if Hilton's locked down, uh, I think Doyle is going to be really busy at only 3600 literally less than half, or about less than half the price as Rob Gronkowski. That's the guy for me who, you know, I, I go ahead. I think, uh, you know, Seals Jones, who's at minimum price, is going to get some ownership, but give me Jack Doyle. Ricky Sanders, great to have Ricky part of the Daily Roto uh, crew. And uh, we talk about all the, the great experts and uh, analysis, as you can see why. This is why Ricky's one of the best DFS players in the business. Ricky, great stuff, man. Always enjoy talking NFL football with you. And uh, we're going to start doing it on game nights and stuff, too. But it's going to be a roving crew. Uh, you know, Dick Meyer's in on Mondays. Leone's going to start joining us and uh, you as well. So I can't wait to win people some money and win some money myself this year. Sounds great. Thanks for the time, Ricky. Thanks. There's Ricky Sanders uh, with his great stuff uh, with Ricky Sanders. Man, that time just flew by. Felt bad. I wanted to keep him, but, you know, I know it's a pain in the ass being on the radio for 40 minutes straight. I've been there. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage at Radio. Line up block live. Thanks to Ricky Sanders for joining us on the program. Man, it's great to have uh, football back. So let's uh, let's do a line check uh, once again, or at least a, a price check. Price check in aisle one um, here. So we're looking, we sort of bypass. We'll give you the numbers. We'll take a look at the Thursday night game. And there's a single game contest, obviously, uh, up for it. But... Um, let's take a look at the prices for the quarterbacks for the millionaire maker. And uh, we talked about it with Tom Brady, Tom Brady, $7,200. Remember last year, that game was a real track meet. What was, what was the final? What was that? That was 36, 33, right off the, uh, off the top of my head. Let me just confirm this. I think it was 36, 33, 2017 Houston Texans schedule. Yes, sir. 36-33 in week three. Man, my memory is good. <laughs> I remember, like, a lot of things, but I'm bad with sort of dates. But uh, So I knew it was 36-33. Patriots won a football game. From a betting perspective, I like the Texans getting the six and a half. It's sort of a revenge spot from last year. Um, the Patriots, new defensive coordinator, a new season. You know, the Texans are a good team. Six and a half is just a little bit uh, too high, uh, in my opinion, here. Uh, but we talked about this is the highest total of the week at uh, at 50 and a half. The problem with this game is it's going to be they're going to be heavily owned, right? Everyone is going to there's going to be a lot of people are going to own Tom Brady, obviously. 
And there's going to be a lot of people like the public. Johnny Public will own Brady. And, you know, this the, the, the casual fantasy guy that thinks he's being smart is going to take uh, Deshaun Watson. Now, Ricky, you know, the whole key in this stuff, too, and Ricky's one of the best in the business. I am not. And I will say that NFL football is our most profitable DFS venture that we play. But, uh, you know, the key is is to own a player that nobody else owns, right? I mean, if Tom Brady goes off and he's owned by 29% of the people or 35% of the people, then then so what? Then it becomes, okay, what are your other players doing? So, you know, the whole key, and we know this, but the key to the DFS fantasy sports is finding the, the fantasy point value. You know, basically, can a guy in fit for $5,000 pretty much give me the same thing as a guy is going to do for $6,900, and no one's going to want the guy for $5,000, and I'll have more money for other players now. So Tom Brady's at $7,200. Cam Newton, Cam Newton's pretty expensive here at $6,900. You know, this guy, listen, I'm pretty high on the Carolina Panthers this year, but my deal with this one is, my deal with this is the fact that Cam Newton and, and, and the Carolina Panthers and the Dallas Cowboys, I think it's sort of a lower scoring game. Yeah, I'm not saying lower, you know, this probably gets into the 20s, but I don't think it's the highest scoring game of the week or anything like that. You know, the fact is, listen, Cam Newton's a good fantasy quarterback. So Tom Brady's $7,200. Cam Newton is $6,900. Listen, Drew Brees is $6,800. I don't have a problem with playing Drew Brees. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, Drew Brees is going to dump it off. Kamara could have a big game. But there's going to be points put up on the board. Historically, when New Orleans and Tampa have played, it's been higher scoring football games. But as we stated... Uh, Drew Brees is going to be extremely heavily owned by the public. Ben Roethlisberger, I don't really want any part of Roethlisberger here. I mean, maybe the Steelers go in there and beat up on Cleveland again. You got to believe that maybe one of these years, Cleveland is going to shock everybody and actually win in week one. Kirk Cousins is intriguing, isn't he, against San Francisco. Now, what's the total of this game? You know, the thing is with this game, even from betting purposes, it kind of, it perturbs me. Uh, Minnesota's minus six. The total is 46. So it's Minnesota minus six. Oh, it just went up. Uh, it's gone up to six and a half at some spots in Vegas. Bet DSI has it at minus six right now, 46. Kirk Cousins is intriguing here. Yeah, you know, there still could be some, you know, some guys that'll put up bigger numbers. Like I said, San Francisco's defense isn't bad, right? I don't, I don't know if this San Francisco-Minnesota game is going to be a shootout. Ricky Sanders seems to be pretty high. He talked about being high on Deshaun Watson, and that's who catches my eye the most. Deshaun Watson is $6,700. He brought up Phillip Rivers, and, you know, quite frankly, Ricky's a better DFS player than I am. Everyone's going to own Deshaun Watson. The thing is, Deshaun Watson averaged 26.3 DraftKings points per game when he played last year, which is incredibly, like, it's the biggest number out of any of these quarterbacks. Now, I got to give credit to our boy Babano, Ian Cameron, who said the Chiefs defense is going to be terrible this year. And I, because I was saying, I think the Chiefs can win eight football games. Their win total is seven and a half. And I still think the Chiefs can win eight football games, but I think Babano, we both could be right. I think they could win eight football games, but the Chiefs defense has looked kind of soft in the preseason. Now, preseason doesn't make a regular season. 
Yet, as I stated, from a betting perspective, I think this Kansas City, I think the Kansas City game and San Diego game is going to be a higher score in football game. So I don't have a problem with Phillip Rivers at 6,400. And quite frankly, Mahomes is 6,000. Mariota at 6'3", I'm not in love with that. Uh, Russell Wilson. Wow, Russell Wilson's a damn good quarterback, and he's pretty low on the totem pole here as far as pricing. Russell Wilson is actually only the uh, the ninth most expensive quarterback at DraftKings. I think it's due to the fact that he doesn't have a lot of weapons to work with and the fact that he's opened up in, at Denver against a very good defense, right? Andrew Luck is intriguing at $6,100 against Cincinnati. Yeah, I sort of get the feeling the Bengals are going to win that game. Um, we talk about Mahomes. I think Mahomes got to put some nice... I think Mahomes left some nice fantasy numbers, but he could struggle a bit. The thing is, the Chiefs are probably going to play in a lot of high-scoring games. So, you know, Mahomes... I, I don't think it's crazy to play Mahomes. I have Mahomes one of my quarterbacks in a season-long league. Andy Dalton just goes about his business, doesn't get a lot of love, but I don't want any piece of him for fantasy purposes at $5,800. Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo's all hype and stuff all the time. He's $5,700 because he's at Minnesota, so people really don't want to mess with that. Uh, Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles is $5,600, gets the New York Giants. And thing with you know, thing with me with the Giants is, I think the Giants and other teams that could win more than their win total is six and a half football games. You know, the division isn't great. But the thing with the Giants, I just don't know what I'm going to get from their defense. You know, last year their defense was was really, really bad. I'm not so sure they can just sort of, you know, snap their fingers and turn that around instantly. And in the preseason, they showed some, at times they looked okay, and at other times they really, really got lit up. So... You know, the Giants' defense is, is is tough to predict this year coming into the year. That's really a real X factor for this football team. But I don't want any part of Bortles at 5,600. You got Alex Smith at 5,600. Dak Prescott. Now, the fantasy exec, Corey Parsons, brought this up in the past before. That with Elliott, Dak Prescott's numbers aren't bad. Without Elliott, he really struggles. Nobody ever wants any piece of Tannehill. Tannehill's $5,300. Sam Bradford, 5200 It's pretty low. Sam Bradford, $5,200? Case Keenum gets that Seattle defense, $5,100. Ryan Fitzpatrick is Ricky Sanders brought up, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Listen, for the, 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 the Buccaneers, you would imagine, are going to be playing from behind at some point in this football game. And then you imagine it's going to be a higher scoring game. Not a lot of love for Joe Flacco. $4,900 for the Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, look, Jacoby Brissett is priced more. Now, if you're looking for real value, and he's not going to be owned by anybody. He's going to be Nate Peterman. Except, you, I can't recommend taking Nate. Listen, I think Nate Peterman's better than people say he is, and I think it's comical that a bunch of idiots, you know, that are don't really know anything about football mock Nate Peterman because they saw him throw five interceptions once, so they didn't watch the game. They heard about it. They know about it. You know, we live in a hashtag society now. So I think Peterman's going to be better than people realize. But the thing is, Peterman, 
Peterman's not going to light it up from a fantasy perspective. This is going to be a low-scoring smash-mouth football game against the Baltimore Ravens. Nate Peterman's $4,200. He's the cheapest starting quarterback. $4,200. I mean, look, Josh Allen's more expensive, and he's not even starting the game. So we look at the quarterback choices. To me, to me, I think Deshaun Watson... You could, you know, I don't have a problem with Tom Brady either. Brady's seventy two hundred dollars, and you know Watson is sixty seven hundred dollars, and Watson's actually more explosive than Brady because of the running. So, Tim, you know, that's the quarterback that I have slated, penciled in here right now. You know, to me, I'd rather have Watson at sixty seven than Rivers at sixty four, um, or even Mahomes at six thousand. Uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me if Mahomes struggled in his first game. You know, it's it's. Well, not his first game. First game of the year. Yeah, I know he played a game last year. So at quarterback, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. That's that's who I'm leaning with here. Uh, We heard Ricky Sanders say that David Johnson is his number one projected running back. And we had Ricky on for a reason. When Ricky talks, we listen. Now, tomorrow night, now it's going to be online and stuff, but basically tomorrow night, we're hosting a new show on the network. It's going to be on the TV side of things, on YouTube and the radio and everything. It's called uh, Sports Rage versus the Machine. And we're going to be using a daily roto algorithms of projections to uh, to pick winners. They're going to take their fantasy analysis and sort of convert it into betting analysis. And I look forward to um, the player projections, the player projections as well uh, on this program. So, yeah, we're looking, you know, we're, we're looking for that. Um, I guess, honestly, I'm looking forward to, the, you know, the, the final Daily Roto projections of the week. But I'm looking at my own projections right now. And I get it. I, I see why, you know, Phillip Rivers is right there. I'm going with Deshaun Watson as my quarterback this weekend. And honestly, Alex Smith is another guy that's kind of flying under the radar, I think. Alex Smith is also a mobile quarterback. You know, Alex Smith averaged 21 DraftKings points per game last year. I mean, to put it in context, Tom Brady averaged uh, 20.7. Average 20.7. Tom Brady is $7,200. Alex Smith is not. You know, Alex Smith is um, $5,600. So, the, you know, those are the quarterbacks that sort of catch my eye. Deshaun Watson, Phillip Rivers, Alex Smith, as far as from the pricing point. Running back, man, running back's always tough for me to pick. I always have a difficult time. David Johnson returns, and David Johnson, like, just has such a big impact on this Arizona offense, and Sam Bradford does like to dump it off to the running back. I mean, we saw last year, Sam, you know, the, the Sam Bradford last year, Sam Bradford's an incredibly accurate quarterback. Sam Bradford's a pretty damn good quarterback when he's healthy, but he has a hard time staying healthy. And one of the ways he can try to stay healthy is by not getting hit. And how can he not get hit? Well, he can dump it off to David Johnson. Now, you know that they're aware of this. They're not going to say it publicly, but you know that the that the Arizona Cardinal coaching staff is like, all right, listen, we can't, we really have to try to minimize, we really have to try to minimize 
the abuse that Bradford takes. So, you know, they, they, they're going to have to try to really, really minimize the abuse that Bradford takes. So they're going to dump it off. David Johnson, $8,800. That's the issue. You can get Kamara at eight five. Then to me, there's like a drop off. I mean, Elliot, Elliot's damn good, but the Carolina Panther defense is pretty good. You get Leonard Fournette against the Giants, which I could I could live with because I really don't know what we're gonna get from the Giants. Kareem Hunt should have a nice game. I'm looking at Kareem Hunt here. I could live with Kareem Hunt. Look, I'm putting together a team on the fly here, basically. And I got Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas. Michael Williams, Mike Williams. I'm going to take a shot with the Chargers, Mike Williams, at uh, $3,900. And I got Jack Doyle. I like where uh, Ricky was going with the tight end. I got Jack Doyle in like two of of my fantasy leagues. I was in three drafts. I took Doyle in two of them. Nobody really knows Doyle, but Doyle's pretty good. Andrew Luck really likes throwing to the tight end as well. He's going to be his big safety uh, valve here. He's only $3,600. Yeah, I'm just sort of kicking the tires on this right now. But looking at running backs, Kareem Hunt at $6,900. You know, that San Diego front seven, that's a bitch to deal with. You don't want any piece of LaShawn McCoy against that Baltimore Raven uh, defense. Alex Collins is $5,600. I like Collins this year a lot, but the Bills defense is damn good. So the running back prices, forget about Le'Veon Bell. He's $9,400. Even if he plays, I wouldn't take him. Kamara, $8,500. We told you that David Johnson's the second most at $8,800. Elliott is $7,700. Leonard Fournette is $7,100 against the Giants. Kareem Hunt, $6,900 in a game that should be a higher scoring game. Melvin Gordon, $6,800. Melvin Gordon's good, but there's always the fear he's going to get hurt. Saquon Barkley, I think, is a little overpriced. I'm a big Barkley guy, but it's going to be tough against against the Jags. Dalvin Cook at 6,200. Intriguing. Joe Mixon, 6,100. We talked about Alex Collins. We talked about Derrick Henry. Lamar Miller blows. He's 5,200. And then we basically were starting to get into the backups and sort of tier twos, and you got to roll the dice a little bit. You know, Matt Breda at $4,600 would be a good play if he wasn't having to deal with the uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Carlos Hyde, $4,500. On Friday's show, we'll have our, we're going to lock in our millionaire uh, lineup. You know, as it, as it is right now, you know, we're just sort of, uh, we're feeling it out. So don't forget to enter the Fantasy Factor $1 million NFL Survivor Contest. It's now open. Sign up today. Play for a chance of $1 million. Go to fantasyfactor.com. That's fantasyfactor.com. And the cool thing about Fantasy Factor, once you start playing there as well, is it's a single single contest only. So you're not playing against guys with algorithms and 450 lineups and all that other type stuff. It's Fantasy Factor's free entry. $1 million. Man, I thought it was a typo at first. $1 million. NFL Survivor Contest. Sign up today. Fantasyfactor.com. That's fantasyfactor.com. All you got to do is become a uh, customer there, and it's free. So if you don't do it, you're an idiot.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Got to take a look at the baseball board here a little bit. Although I do want to get back to the fantasy football talk and look at the prices. I'm fired up for the Millionaire Maker lineup, man. It'd be great to hit that, wouldn't it? I wouldn't have to worry about deposits and condos and We thought we were having a smoother day, but now we're having one last little hurdle with an application <laughs> that we're having a hard time uh, filling out. Uh, but uh, that's besides uh, the point. So um, thank you if you tuned in earlier in the day uh, with us. We were uh, we joined the Carton and Friends uh, show. We're now one of Carton's friends. Carton and Friends. We are now one of the friends. We're on daily at 9 o'clock. I'll be here for two weeks, actually. And, um, and then my band, Homicide, we're recording a record in Toronto at uh, Rick Emmett Metalworks Studios, Triumph. Um, so that'll be about six, seven days or so, eight days or seven and a half days, and I'll be back, and then we'll be uh, we'll be in for the long haul. So um, we're hustling, man. It's a busy, busy, busy time of the year uh, right now. And um, yeah, even though football's back, I know that a lot of you are still betting on baseball. I, I've been a little bit out of the loop. Now, listen, it's tough for me. I'm on the air all the time now, and um, I'm in a hotel room. I'm traveling, and it's not just that, but... I'm dealing with things like in between shows like that need to be dealt with. I don't have a choice to deal with this stuff. So it's been, it's been quite a whirlwind this week, but uh, we had a lot of fun on the show today uh, with the raging redhead cam Stewart. It's great to be back in the saddle and uh, we're going to continue, continue to talk football throughout the week, but looking at the baseball board here tonight, you know, I was looking, I wanted to take the St. Louis Cardinals tonight, actually, but I see there's a change of pitcher. Gant is in right now. Change of Miklas uh, was going to be the pitcher tonight. Gant, change of pitcher. Eh. Kind of throws throws me for a little bit of a loop uh, here. You know, I look at these games. I mean, it, it's a tough baseball board tonight. I mean, the Chicago, I look at the Chicago Cubs, and the Cubs are a red-hot team. I know Montgomery sucks. But the Cubs are, have been playing such good baseball as of late, and you know, you look at the Cubs and you look at the Dodgers. They're very, very similar teams. Heavily, heavily hyped, major markets. And, you know, they leave a lot of runners in scoring position. They somewhat underachieve for the most part of the year. But I tell you what, does anybody, you want to play the Chicago Cubs? If you're a National League team, you know, that's going to the playoffs, you want to deal with the Cubs right now? I don't think so. And similar situation with the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a very, very streaky team. So when things are going well for the Dodgers, you, you don't want to have to deal with that. Houston Astros, minus 320 tonight. A Dodger-Astro parlay is minus 117. I could live with that. 
Astro Dodger parlay. Like I said, though, guys, I'm really in football mode right now. Like to cap, and I'm I'm warning people. I said small plays. You know, to cap baseball, it's like watching a Mexican or Brazilian soap opera or something. Man, there's a lot of plot and twists and turns. Right, you got to watch every day. And baseball is like that. If you don't watch every day, you can get taken out of you. You can get taken out of the element. You know, like I haven't been watching every day. I've been sort of, but we've had football on all the time, man. You know, look, there was football on last Thursday. There was football on Friday. There was football Saturday. There was football Sunday. There was football Monday. Today's the first day without football. There's going to be football back on Thursday, and there's going to be football back on Friday, and then Saturday, and then Sunday, and then the NFL starts on Sunday, and then boom, Monday Night Football, we got a doubleheader. It doesn't mean I should ignore baseball, and ironically enough, it's I've had a great baseball campaign too, so I don't want to ignore it. It kind of frustrates me that I'm, you know, I'm out of the rhythm a little bit now. Because we have been doing so well in baseball, thanks to our DFS research. But the fact of the matter is, listen, I'm in the Las Vegas uh, Westgate Super Contest. Uh, lines are coming out tomorrow. Um, you know, are we playing the Thursday night game? I have partners in that one, but I have complete control of the uh, the Golden Nugget Contest, and that's college as well. And I'm seriously considering playing TCU as one of the contest picks. Um, it's college and NFL, a mix. So I'm seriously considering laying the points. Now, our boy JN Reports tunes in, and JN's a great guy, um, Chicago State. And um, he's asking about Liberty. If you remember last week, we were all over Liberty. We were all over Liberty, and they won outright. They smashed Old Dominion. They pulled away in the second half, and they smashed them. Thing is, that was a home game, it was the season opener. They really had that game circled, right? You know, it just sort of has that classic letdown written all over them. And there's a lot of numbers that will dictate when a team wins as an underdog, you know, they it's tough to do it the following week in a row. But listen, we've seen Hawaii do it. And Liberty are no joke, man. You know, Liberty beat Baylor last year. I know Baylor aren't the same Baylor team from years ago, but Liberty beat Baylor last year as 33.5-point underdogs. This year, they beat Old Dominion. Old Dominion were like five-point favorites only at closing time. I hit that uh, game over at the FanDuel Sportsbook, actually. Winner. Although, I got to get back there. All right, here's another line here. Baseball tonight. Philadelphia Phillies, minus 130. Feels just a little short here. I'm sort of keeping it simple. I'm basically just taking good teams. I mean, you got Ariad on the hill tonight. He's minus a buck 30. Price seems just a little short to me. What else do we have in baseball that uh, catches our attention? Listen, the Red Sox, the Red Sox are only minus 125 right now with Newcomb. Uh, we're going for the Braves and Porcello going for the Sox. I would be more encouraged about this game, and I would sort of jump on the Red Sox. Anytime you get the Red Sox at minus 125 in that range, I want to grab it. But... I never win Atlanta Braves games. I don't. I don't want to mess with it. I've been here long enough. I'm old enough to know that whatever I do in this game, I'll get screwed. The Rangers and the Angels, I don't really want any part of. I see Hawk Harrelson's bitching that LeBron James has like a, uh, a TV show he's producing. You know, Hawk Harrelson, I get it, man. You know, you know a lot of baseball. He's 77. He's retiring and stuff, but... You should probably just shut up, to be honest. 
Like when you hear people say, well, I don't, I don't want athletes to do anything political. I, you know, I, I tune into the game. I tune into the game not to get that. Well, then why are you talking about it, Hawk? You're doing, you're talking about it, <clears throat> right? So either shut up and don't talk about it at all or just don't complain. All right, Arizona. Arizona, you, you, minus 175 favorites. Arizona should be able to get it done. Big game tonight, too, with the Yankees and the Athletics. And, man, the Yankees the Yankees are just not playing very good baseball right now. I'm going to take the, the Athletics at plus 100 just out of sort of, yeah, I just think you have to. You're getting, you know, the, the, who's the hotter team over the last little while? Oakland are smoking right now. It's a good thing the Oakland Athletics are good because the Raiders will not be. Now, Carton did raise a good point here today, this morning on the show, and he is right about this, is that the Raiders don't really care, right? That's the thing with the Raiders right now. The Raiders don't really care. People in Oakland already hate them, right? I mean, people in Oakland have been incredible. The Raiders are lucky. The Raiders really have, like, arguably the most loyal fans. They get beat up by each other, and they still like the team. The team sucks. They still like them. They move cities every six years. They still like them. But finally, the people of Oakland sort of got fed up and pissed off. So people got fed up and pissed off in Oakland. That's one of the reasons why they brought Gruden in right now. You know, they could have said, you know what, Gruden, do, do Monday Night Football for a couple of years, and we're, we're going to bring you in when you go to Las Vegas. No. They brought Gruden in for the same reason they brought Marshawn Lynch in. They brought Marshawn Lynch in as a publicity sort of, all right, he's from Oakland. People hate us. We're leaving. Let's make it harder for them to hate us. Doesn't mean we're going to be good, but, hey, we got Marshawn Lynch. Hey, how can you hate on Chucky and John Gruden? But really, if you look at the moves that this football team has made, I mean, you look at the running back position, you got Marshawn Lynch. I like Marshawn Lynch as a guy. He's all right, whatever. He's kind of flaky, but, you know, I like weed. I like Skittles. So how can I dislike Marshawn Lynch? But if I'm running a National Football League team, I don't want Marshawn Lynch as my running back right now. Maybe five years ago. You know, Marshawn Lynch, what's he bringing to the table right now? Doug Martin's the backup. Um, the Raiders now have the oldest team in NFL history, believe it or not. And off the top of my head, I would have thought it was like the Redskins. I remember it was probably like mid-90s. It was mid-90s. And, you know, the Dallas Cowboys were making it to the Super Bowl every year and the Bills and, and the San Francisco 49ers won a few. And basically the Redskins signed everybody that went to a Super Bowl like five years after they went to a Super Bowl. Like my boy Bruce Smith, Buffalo Bills. Bruce Smith ended up on the Washington Redskins, except he was older and he was kind of done. Deion Sanders. We can go down the list. You know, there was just so many of them. That, you know, off the top of my head, that Redskins team was just so old. But, yeah, Gruden, it didn't take Gruden long, did it? The Oakland Raiders now have the oldest average age in modern NFL history, basically, since we can keep tracks of, keep track of the age of the players. An average age of 27.4. So those couple of draft picks, that's going to help that right there. 
And honestly, even though I think it's a slap in the face and it's an insult and the Raiders basically, you know, whatever. It's all the Raiders do is slap their fans in the face, literally. So it was a little bit of an insult. To me, the whole thing is when these teams say we can't pay. You know, I don't know if you know the episode of The Simpsons. And, you know, once Burns, um, you know, I don't know, maybe it was the one when he hit Bart. And basically, Bird says, you know, I'm a little pressed for cash right now. And the ceiling collapses, and it's all gold and money and everything like that. Like, to me, that's NFL teams. When, they're, when they tell players, yeah, no, we don't really have the money. Like, you know, if you're to get, listen, I was in Vegas last week. You go to Las Vegas right now, you're paying, like, literally $44 in a resort fee at night now. I paid $44 in resort fees at Harris. I got a free room. And when I checked out, they're like, well, okay, sir, um, off the deposit. They're like, because uh, it was $88 off. And I was like, well, I thought the room was paid for. And they're like, yeah, the room was paid for, but there's $44 resort fee that that's not comped. And basically, that $44 is going to build the Raiders stadium. Like, the Raiders aren't even paying for the stadium. Tourists that go to Vegas are paying for that stadium. So the Raiders got like this $1.7 billion state-of-the-art free stadium out of the deal. Then they turn around and they, they're pitching like $120,000 seat license, Liz, which are actually selling pretty well, supposedly. Like you go down the list, or it might have been 85 or whatever. I think the Rams like 130. Obscene amounts of money. And don't forget the NFL, each team. Like, the Green Bay Packers made, like, $350 million profit last year. All right? Like, the revenue sharing in the NFL with all the TV money and stuff, that's like the cartel. You know, that's why owners in the NFL don't really care about winning a Super Bowl. They've already won. They're owners in the NFL. They're making, like, $250, $300 million a year to be an NFL owner, sit in a luxury box, and hang out with Bon Jovi. All right? So, they've already won. But you look at the Raiders specifically, and the Raiders are really just rolling in money. Like, Las Vegas is frothing at the mouth for them to get there. They're still splitting in the NFL all the money and merch deals and media deals. And then they sort of turn around and we're like, well, we can't pay Khalil Mack. It's like, well, you got a $1.7 billion stadium for free. You probably made about four to $500 million in profit last year. You just paid John Gruden $10 million, even though the guy hasn't coached in years. But you can't pay the star linebacker. It's the same thing. They don't want to pay. That's the whole thing. You know, football, and I get it, it's a business. But football, basically, the teams want to use you. And then, sort of like fantasy football, find somebody that can sort of do the same thing or close to the same thing you do for a hell of a lot cheaper. So I totally get it. But don't pretend it's because you don't have the money. No, it's because you don't want to break the system. You could pay Le'Veon Bell what he wants, but you don't want to do it because it's higher than any other running back, and you don't want to set the precedent. The Chicago Bears, and I'll tell you what, the Bears over the years have been a pretty cheap franchise. The Bears over the years have, there's been a lot of players they've let go, and, you know, they haven't spent money. So for the Bears to be willing to pay someone $23.5 million a year is pretty impressive. And honestly, if you're the Raiders, it's frustrating if you're a Raider fan, but it's true. The Raiders weren't going anywhere anyways, even with Khalil Mack. You know, John Gruden, I don't really think, knows what he's doing anymore. I think Gruden's a very good analyst in the booth. He's a funny guy. He's entertaining. 
But, you know, look, he brings in, Mar- you know, Marshawn Lynch already there. He brings him back. He brings in Doug Martin. He gets rid of Michael Crabtree to, and replaces Michael Crabtree with Jordy Nelson. You know, Jordy Nelson was good years ago, but Jordy Nelson's like, he's, he's too injured now, Jordy Nelson. Hey, they never even met with Khalil Mack. That's another thing, too, where it's hard to be sincere. It's hard to have sincerity with what Gruden says when he admits they never even sat down with him. So I don't know how you don't sit down with your the best linebacker in the NFL if you actually want to sign him. They never wanted to sign him. And as I said, I don't think Le'Veon Bell's going to play, personally. I don't think Le'Veon Bell plays in week one, although I've been wrong before. So our plays of the night tonight, give me the Philadelphia Phillies, minus 130. Chicago Cubs, minus 110. Astros and Dodgers parlay, minus 117. Turns out we're throwing together quite a few plays here. Arizona Diamondbacks, minus 170. And the Oakland Athletics are plus 100 against the uh, the fading Bronx Bombers. I tell you, man, Aaron Boone's melting down, man. This guy, he's, you can tell. <laughs> he's like uh, Mo at uh, Uncle Mo's family feedback. That guy's about to blow. So don't forget, guys. Uh, don't forget, guys. You want that um, You want that great sign-up bonus up to $2,500. So it means you put $500 in, bet the SI will, um, you know, they'll match it with another $500. But they'll go as high as $2,500. All right, there's, uh, there's reports right now. T.J. Cotterill talking about uh, walk down to the Mariners clubhouse for the pregame. Doors were locked. They burst open briefly. Lots of shoving and scuffling inside. Speaking of melting down, yeah, the Mariners season's falling apart, so now they're starting to fight in the clubhouse. Good job, Zang. We'll see you guys at 9 a.m. in the morning. Scout Radio coming up next. More football talk tomorrow. Ronus and Scout Radio. We'll see you guys at 9 a.m. Carton and Friends, as I am now one of Carton's friends. 9 a.m. Other than that, you're on your own. May the winners be yours. Later. Later.